Well, hey, Grace Family Church, how's everybody doing? Doing well? Awesome. Well, hey, come on, let's keep it going for all of our campuses, starting in Atlanta Lakes, of course, Lutz, our Lutz campus, Carrollwood, Temple Terrace, Ebor, and down in South Tampa, we're on the campus faster. Man, we are so glad to have everyone joining us and online as well. So glad you're here. And this weekend, we actually have uh, one of our monthly meetings at our Clearwater campus, Pastor Stephen and Julia. Come on, let's give it up for what God's doing in Clearwater. Excited for this campus to officially launch this year and to see what happens there. And I'm excited to be here this weekend for the second week of 2020U. Didn't Pastor Craig last week just do an awesome job? Come on, let's give it up for our lead pastor. His heart for reaching the lost and reaching out to people, I think it's it, it was incredible. So if you did not hear the message, did not see it, I'd encourage you to next week, or at some point this week, to go back and to listen to that message, and I believe that God's gonna use it to challenge you as well. Uh, we're, we're into the new year now a little ways, and I'm not gonna ask you if you made a New Year's resolution, but across all the campuses, will you raise your hand if you've already broken a resolution? Anybody? Come on, let's honest, we're in church, confession time, awesome, awesome, yeah, we've broken some. Uh, for me, I've actually not broken my main uh, resolution yet, or one of my resolutions. Um, every year, the last couple of years, I have set and broken the resolution to not eat sweets, okay? That's been my resolution, Here, and here's the reason why, because I don't eat sweets until March 17th. Does anyone know what March 17th is? It's St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick's Day is a time where I always break this resolution. And the reason why is, is that I married a wife who lived in Ireland for six months. And when she went to Ireland, she came back with the knowledge of a dessert that's one of the best things I've ever had in my life. It's actually called banafi pie. And if you like bananas, like this is your jam. So what it is, is it's, it's basically like a graham cracker. We do gluten-free because we're gluten-free, but it's like a graham cracker or a crushed up cookie with butter and sugar, and that's the pie crust. And then she takes, and this is the key, sweetened condensed milk, and she boils a can of sweetened condensed milk in the can for three hours. Now, do you know what happens to sweetened condensed milk when you boil it for three hours? It becomes caramel. It caramelizes. It's one of the best things you've ever had in your life. I'm telling you, it's amazing. So a layer of that caramel, sweetened condensed milk caramel, and then a layer of bananas, a layer of whipped cream, and then chocolate shavings on top. And every St. Patrick's Day, she makes that for, uh, for the holiday, and I can't get rid of it. So the last couple of years, my resolution has been no sweets for the year. This year, my resolution is no sweets until March 17th. So that's, that's my zone. And we all and we all make resolutions, right? And the reason why is we wanna be better. We hope that the end of this year or the beginning of next year, we're better than we are today. We wanna continue to grow, we wanna continue in every area of our life to be better. Well, this weekend what we're gonna talk about is how do we as a church get better? How do we continue to do what God is calling us to do as a church? Because a church isn't made up of pastors, not made up of just the leaders, it is made up of us. And we believe that God's gonna do some pretty incredible things in the Tampa Bay community this year, not just because we're launching the Clearwater Campus, but I believe this. I think the last couple of years and the way that things have been shaken up and people's foundations have been shaken and we've been, like it has been a weird couple of years and I believe when things like that happen that God will use it as an opportunity to, to as people are questioning life and, and the reason for things and what's going on, God will use those shaky foundations and he will draw people to him. 
And people are gonna walk in these doors and they're gonna walk into your life. And I believe that people who, who may not even, like they have not been open to Jesus, to church, to anything over the last however many years you've known them, this year I believe there are gonna be people who are gonna ask you questions and be inquiring about certain things because God is gonna use this as a time to bring people to him. And this year as a church, we should be looking on going, how do we continue to create a place where people can come in, they can experience who God is, and be the church that he's called us to be. Now, the church that he's called us to be, and we've been saying this phrase recently, we said family is our middle name. Now family technically is Grace Family Church's middle name, but the reason why we're using this phrase is we know that if people are gonna come in and they're gonna experience God in the way that they need to experience him, when they come into our church, we want them to feel like family. We want them to feel like when they come in, it's like they're coming home. And for us this year, my hope is, and hopefully today I'm gonna to challenge you to lean a little bit more into family, to actually decide that you and I, we can together, throughout all of our campuses, we can together create a place that feels like people are part of family. And that will happen when we decide that we're gonna be part of the church family. Now, Paul talks about this in Ephesians, and it's kind of interesting because in Ephesians chapter two, he says, now you Gentiles are no longer strangers and foreigners, you are citizens along with all of God's holy people. You are members of God's family. He says, if you're a Christ follower, you're member, members of God's family. And the reason why he's saying this is because the Gentiles, the people who weren't Jews, the way that they approached Judaism in the day is that Gentiles would just be observers. They would just watch. They would just look on at what happened. And he's saying, but you Gentiles, like you're no longer strangers and foreigners. And for some of us, like we've been coming to church and we show up and we know when to smile and we know when to shake hands and the song's playing and we, we kind of sing. But if we were to be honest, we feel like strangers and we feel like foreigners. We feel like we're here but we don't really belong but our wife wants us to go or our kids beg us to go so we go but we don't really feel like this is our place. I believe in 2022, if we are going to be the church that God is calling us to be, then we have to say, you know what? I'm gonna push past that feeling of feeling like I'm a stranger and decide that I am gonna be all in with being the family. And this year, if we can create a place that feels like family, I believe that when God draws people to him because of what's shaken up, I believe we're gonna see like so much happen in the Tampa Bay community. And so this weekend, what we're gonna do is we're gonna actually talk through three things that every healthy family does. And, and my hope with this is that you will be challenged to be more in with the family. So three things every healthy family does, or healthy families do. The first thing is, is that healthy families spend time together. We spend time together. Um, I, I actually, the, the lady who cuts my hair, she is the daughter of our Land O'Lakes campus pastor, Pastor Mike Moore. Her name is Jamie. And I was talking to Jamie, and she was telling me about their Sunday routine. Their Sunday routine is, is that she and her husband and their kids and all of her siblings and all of their spouses and all of their kids, every Sunday after church, they go over to Pastor Mike and Glenda's house and they hang out after church. Now, let me be honest with you. When I first heard that, I thought to myself, okay, and here's what I asked her. I said, okay, so all of your siblings and you, you all go to your dad's house and your mom's house and they bring the, and you bring your spouses. Don't some of the spouses hate it? Because it's their in-laws, right? Like when you think of in-laws, it's like, ah, uh, some of the spouses have to be like, oh, we gotta go to the in-laws again. Like, that's what I thought. And she goes, no, not at all. And, and when I heard that, for me, as a, as a parent, I have a 12-year-old and 14-year-old, 
And that's the goal. When you're, when you're a parent, you hope that your kids actually want to spend time with you when they don't have to anymore, right? That's what you want when they become adults. And so I was very curious and I asked her, I said, okay, Jamie, tell me how, how do your parents do this where they've created an environment where you and your spouses and your kids, every single week, they wanna go over and hang out together? She said, well, this actually started when we were in middle school and in high school, is that every time my friends and I, we would come over, is that my parents would create an environment that our friends love being a part of. So our friends would come over and my dad would create a slip inside. And if you know Pastor Mike at Land Lakes, there's probably gonna be a slip inside in the lobby after service, like that's just how he rolls. Um, he said they would come over and we'd do paintball and we'd have food and we'd hang out and we'd have lots of fun. And, and what she said was, and so our friends always wanted to be around. And in 2022, let me say this, Listen, it is so important for us to spend time together and every week across all of our campuses, we're gonna do things this year to make you create, or create a place where you want to be a part of and your friends wanna be a part of. And at Lutz, we're gonna do things in the Pavers and Atlanta Lakes and uh, Carrollwood and South Tampa. We're gonna do stuff in the lobby and Temple Terrace under the tent, Ebor in the gym, Clearwater all over the place. Like we're gonna create environments this year where you're gonna want to come and you're gonna wanna bring your friends in and we'll create those environments, but all you have to do is, is come. And the reason why that's important, and you know, for, honestly, it's kinda like, okay, Mike, you're telling us to go to church. You're talking to the church, we're all here. We're doing it, you won, you're it. But the reason why I'm saying that is because over the past couple years, with everything that's happened with COVID, with all of this isolation that we've had, there's, there's a little bit of social anxiety about being in a group, and it's hard to get knocked off our rhythm. And I would say this, if you miss church three times in a row, you get knocked off your rhythm, and it is hard to get back. And I would say three it takes three times to get you knocked out of your rhythm, and it takes about six times in a row to get back in a rhythm. And I don't know where you're at this year, and I don't know what you're feeling. Maybe you're here this weekend, but not really next weekend. I would encourage you to say, this year we are going to spend time together and we are gonna set it, like we're, we're gonna get together. We're gonna be together. In Hebrews it actually says, uh, it says this, it says, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promises faithful and let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds because that's what we do when we're together. We spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. Because this was something that they would do. What they would say is, we don't really need to be together. We can all just, they, they didn't do this back when Paul, or when the writers of Hebrews wrote this, but we can just watch online. You know, you know what watching online is? Watching online is like taking, or ordering takeout from Burns. Like if you've ever been to Burns in South Tampa, the whole point is the experience in the dessert room and it's amazing. And yes, it's still a good steak, but you get a very small portion about what Burns is when you order takeout from Burns. It's about the experience. It's about being together. It's about spurring one another on and encouraging each other. Encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. For us, being together is all about us encouraging each other. And, and, and if we are going to become the church that God has called us to be and more of the church he's called us to be in 2022 than we've ever been, we have to decide that we are going to spend time together. Now, for some of us, and I'll say this to the people who are watching online or maybe if you've gotten knocked off rhythm, for, for a lot of us, we decided, hey, because of COVID, I'm gonna be safe. And listen, I don't wanna, great, you should be safe. But if, but if you'll go to Bucks games 
and lightning games and go out to eat and go down to Hyde Park and walk around on a Friday night and you're gonna go out to every other group but you think church is the unsafe place, let me tell you, I'm not sure that works very well. Okay, I'm not sure that I choose. And if I were to show up at your house with two bucks tickets and you're like, woo, let's go see the bucks, but you think church is unsafe, I think you may be missing a point a little bit, okay? I think you may be missing it. Okay? But for a lot of us, and here's what I'll say with this. If you'll go do everything else, but you don't wanna come to church because you're scared of what may happen when you come to church, but every other public environment is okay, I think that there is a stronghold of the enemy that has told you that this place is unsafe, but everybody else, everywhere else is safe. And there is a spirit of fear. And listen, there's a safety side. We should be safe. But there is a spirit of fear that has worked its way into some of our lives that is telling us that we should not be together, especially in this environment, but we don't even think about it in other environments. And so this year, yeah. This year, 2022, listen, as a family, we gotta spend time together. And, and we have to decide that we're gonna be on track. And for some of us, we stopped coming on Sundays, but we filled up our time. And we got sports with the kids. We got baseball, and we got hockey, and we got hobbies, and now we're on the boat, and now we golf, and we fill it up. And, and we think we're okay because we watch online. Again, that is not the experience. We are not spurring one another on and encouraging each other as we should be doing as a church. So it's a family. We gotta spend time together. So we spend time together. The second thing that all healthy families do is we are real with each other. We have to be real with each other. Um, my grandma, actually my dad's mom, who we, we don't call her grandma, we call her Nana. Anybody else have a Nana? Okay, I don't know where it comes from, I'm not real sure. In fact, when my, when my oldest son was a baby, um, we were FaceTiming or Zooming or whatever it was back then with my mom, and I held a banana behind the computer screen, and he said, Nana, and she's like, oh, you can call me Nana? And, and I'm like, I didn't have the heart to tell her, but that's, that's why. But we used to call my grandma Nana, and, and my Nana was, she was like an ornery, like kind of like mean, like, like fight you type of grandma. Anybody else have a grandma like that? Like, like she'll punch you, like be careful. My, one of my closest friends, the first time we ever went over to her house, he ever went to her house, she made cheeseburgers and, she, and we had onions and he didn't want onions. And she said, why don't you want onions? And he said, well, I don't really like onions. She goes, what are you, some kind of wimp? Like first time he ever met her, that's just her flow. So one day my grandma, walks out of a grocery store, and she used to drive one of those big old gold Cadillacs. She walks out to her car and looks down on the bumper, and someone, while she was in the store, took a bumper sticker and put it on her bumper. And, and, and she, like, she's mad. So she pulls out her keys, she pulls out her credit card, and proceeds to take this bumper sticker off, probably using all kinds of explicatives as she does it. Like, she's mad, she's frustrated, she's whatever. So she's taking this bumper sticker off, and as she's doing it, she's doing it so angrily, she's actually scraping the paint off of her bumper, but she doesn't care, because she is so mad that someone would do this. And she's down there for a couple minutes and realizes this is gonna take a while. She has about half of the bumper sticker off, and she goes, you know what, I'll just do it at home. And she is so furious and so mad, probably shouldn't drive, but decides I'm just gonna go home and do it when I get home. And she goes to get into her car and realizes it wasn't her car. <laughs> and it, she's, she's not alive today. And if she was alive, I wouldn't be telling the story. You know why? 
Because you don't tell stories like that about family when they're alive. You just don't do it. Because there are certain things that you, that you can say to family and certain stories that family know and certain things you can do with family that you can't do with anyone else, okay? We're supposed to be that way. Like, not everyone should know your stuff. Not everyone should know what's going on with you. Not everyone should know the details of your life, but there should be someone. And there should be one or two people who actually know what's going on with your life and they're walking with you in your life. And as the church, one of the things that we're called to do is we are called to be a place where you can find one or two or three people that you can actually walk in life with. This is why we do groups. We don't do groups so we have one more thing to do. We don't do groups just to get people together. We do groups because God has not intended for your life to be lived alone and my life to be lived alone. God's intention is that we would find people that we can walk through life with and when we struggle, when we have successes, like every stage of life, we have people that we can walk with. And the reason why we push towards groups and we're doing, we're, we're launching it again here in a few weeks and we're gonna push you towards it is because we know life should not be lived alone. And James, there's actually a verse that says, confess your sins to each other. Not everybody, but a small group. Like talk about your stuff, talk about the things that you're going through, talk about your issues. There should be someone. Every other Tuesday morning, Pastor Hal, our Temple Terrace campus pastor, he and I get together every other Tuesday and, and he knows everything. Not everybody knows everything, but he knows everything. Because there has to be someone who knows everything. There has to be someone who knows what's going on. And when we confess our sins to each other and we pray for each other, because when you confess your sins to each other, you actually know what to pray for. Anybody remember, and this is, I think this is going away in church world. Yeah, I have an unspoken prayer request. Like, I'll just be honest with you. When people say that, I'm like, well, don't even say it then. Like, if it's unspoken, why are you, like, the, the reason why is because there's power in specificity. There's power when we actually know what's going on in someone's life. And to do a general, okay, well then, God, I help them? Like, how, like, it's tough to pray for that. But when we confess our sins to each other and we pray for each other, we know what to pray for, we know where to target it, and we know where to God, ask God to move in. And when that happens, you may be, come on, say it together, healed. There's healing in that. Because the power of a righteous person is powerful and effective. When you invite that in, it is powerful and effective. Not everybody should know your stuff, but someone should. And if you don't have anybody who you can sit down with and go, I'm struggling with this, I'm going through a hard time, here's what's happening with my husband and I, here's what's happening with my kids, hey, financially, I'm scared this is gonna happen, like I'm dealing with fear in this area. If there is no one, let me encourage you, when our group start 2022, it's all about being real with each other and let's get together with people that we can connect with. We can talk about that. Let's get in groups so that we can walk, that we can be healed as people. And then it actually says in Galatians chapter six, and this is so huge, they go together, carry each other's burdens, and in this way you fulfill the law of Christ. What God calls us to do as Christians is to carry each other's burdens. You, your load is too heavy for you. You can't carry it alone. You need someone, we all need someone that can walk with us and can carry the load with us. If you're walking alone right now, that's not, that's not gonna work for you long-term. And you can fake it, and we can act like it's okay, and no, I'm great. We know it's not. We are supposed to be family. And when you're going through something, 
I carry your load, you carry my load, and there should be a group of people that we walk together and we carry each other's loads. That's what we do. And, 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 and when we carry each other's loads, even our prayers get more real. Like, have you ever walked with someone who's going with, through something so horrific? Like, I, I'm walking with a friend right now who's going through something, and, and right now, I wake up hurting. I wake up thinking about it. I can't sleep at night, not because of my problems, because of his problems, okay? You know how different my prayers are? You know how different I'm walking with him now? You know how different my schedule is because as soon as he calls, I answer, and as soon as he needs to talk, I'm there. Like, in this season, that's what you do. You walk with each other. And, and I hope that if you're not walking with someone right now and they're carrying your burden, I hope that if you don't have someone you can be honest with and real with, I hope this year in 2022, you decide, hey, we are going to be a family and we are going to be real with each other and I am going to take the first step in. It's not gonna happen all in the day. In fact, if you go to Courageous, our men's ministry or Beautiful, our women's ministry, and you're like, hey, let me introduce myself. I'm Mike and let me tell you my 18 issues. That is not a great way to make friends. Let me just be honest, that is not, that doesn't work. But it's a process over time. Start the process, start leaning in because we are better when we are together. Lean in to that process. So we spend time together as a family. We are real with each other. And the third thing that healthy families do is we stay on mission together. We stay on mission together. In the Ash House, my last name is Ash, in the Ash House, we have a family mission statement. This is a great exercise if you've never done it. But our family mission statement is, is that we choose to be positive and healthy and help others do the same. Every way, every day. This statement is hanging in our, in our dining room right now. This statement is hanging and, and, and it, you, it acts as a guide for us and our family. And, and we tell our kids, we choose to be positive and because we want them to know your attitude is a choice. Life is 10% what happens to you and 90% the way you perceive it. And so we want our kids to know you choose your attitude. We also choose to be healthy, not just physically, but financially, relationally. Like we will act in healthy ways. We'll deal with conflict in healthy ways. Um, and we'll help others do the same. Ministry is not a job for me. Ministry is a way of life. We believe God has called us to be ministers as Christ followers, we're ministers. So we tell our kids, this is just a part of our life. We help people not because I'm a pastor, we help people because that's just what we do every way and every day. And the one for us, again, I have a 12-year-old and 14-year-old, two boys, and they are the best kids in the world. But the one area for us that we have to kind of point out and go back to is we choose to be positive because they're almost teenager, one's a teenager, one's almost a teenager. And if there's an area where they can get off track is, is their attitudes, right? Come on, teenagers, attitudes. And, and we tell them, we say, guys, as ashes, we choose to be positive, okay? That, that's what we do. And if you don't choose a better attitude, you're about to choose yourself a consequence. That's what we tell our kids. Because this is who we are as ashes. And as ashes, this is how we behave. The, the mission statement at Grace Family Church is that we are leading people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. Leading people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. This is the mission statement of this church. And if you feel like God has called you here, and this is where he's called you to be, then this is what he's called you to do. This is what we said we're gonna act like. That we're gonna lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus. And, and I don't know where you're at, and I don't know what you're doing or what you're involved in, and Pastor Craig last week talked about this, 
He talked about there are people in our world and we should be looking out into our world asking the question, okay, who, who, who could we begin to lead towards Jesus? And they may be on step negative 280 and we're just gonna take them to negative 279 and negative 278. Like it's a process. Not everyone's gonna get there all in a day. But I believe there are people who are asking questions that we don't even know about yet. There are people who are asking questions about God and wondering about Him, and God is sending you into their lives to lead them into a growing relationship with Jesus. And that happens outside the church. That also happens inside the church. I believe that because God has called you to be a part of Grace Family Church, God has called you to be a part of Grace Family Church. He wants you to be a part of the family. And He wants you to lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus every weekend. And we have, we have teams all across the church. We got kids ministry, we got ushers and greeters and tech and worship, like we have a lot of teams. And there isn't one team that wouldn't be better with you in it. There isn't one. And if you look on and go, but you guys seem like you've got it handled. We're just good at acting that way. We don't. We don't have one team where it's like, oh, we're full, can't use you, except for worship. If you're not good at singing, that may not be your jam. So, but, but besides that team, there, there isn't one team that wouldn't be better with you on it. And, and we need you this next year. If we're gonna create a place as people walk in, as kids who walk in that are hurting and broken and messed up and they walk in, like we need you to create a place and to be someone who's speaking life and to help kids know who a loving God is. Every week when people come in and they're only there because someone's dragging them there and they're not real sure the church is their thing. They need people in the parking lot. They need people at the doors. They need people to actually welcome them and actually make them feel like they're welcome and that we're glad that they're home. He, Hebrews says, no, not Hebrews, but Matthew, Jesus says this. He says, truly I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven. Again, I truly tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything they ask for, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. In other words, when we join, there is power in unity. There is power when we decide we're gonna do some things together because where two or three gather in my name, there I am with them. And the more of us that are moving in the same direction, the more momentum that God gives to it and we begin to see what God does. And if this year we decide in 2022 that we are going to be a part of the mission of what God's called us to do, I think that if we say, hey, I'm gonna get off the sidelines, I'm gonna get onto the field, I'm actually gonna, this is gonna be my year. I'm gonna be involved. I believe that we're gonna see God move in a way we've never seen him before. I believe the momentum that he's gonna bring and I believe the life change that's gonna happen and I believe what we're gonna see is gonna be incredible. So come on. Are you a part of the family? Like, are you in? Do you feel like you're a stranger? Do you feel like you're just looking on? Listen, it's time to come in. It's time to come in. This is family. And if this is where you feel like God's called you to be, then this is what God's called you to do. And listen, we gotta spend time together. We gotta be real with each other. We gotta be on mission together because God has a mission for you. And I don't know what your past is and I don't know what you've been through and I don't know, like, I don't know, I don't know your stuff. We, we all have stuff, okay, we all have stuff. I, I have stuff in my past, I've been arrested a couple times. Like I have a whole story and a whole thing in my past and I know you do too. But it doesn't matter. God has a plan for you. He wants to use you for this mission. And so this is the year. 
And so today I'm gonna ask you to commit. I'm gonna ask you in those three areas, I'm gonna ask you to commit to spend time together, to commit to be real with each other, and to commit to be on mission together, commit to be a family because family is our middle name. Now, the way that we're gonna close the service, I'm actually gonna invite the campus pastors up soon to do this, is that we're gonna receive communion together. And, and for, for Jesus, it's interesting when you hear his story because communion's all about the body and the blood of Christ. And, and he did communion for the disciples during their last supper, they did communion. And, and, and then they went through a really, really tough time, but they began, that like it, it solidified something in their heart to serve God. But then after Jesus died on the cross for your sins and my sins and rose again, then, then from then on, they did communion in remembrance of him. In other words, the church at that time that was persecuted, that they'd all look at each other like, are we still doing this? They would go, let's, let's do communion. Because they would do it in remembrance of what he's done for them on the cross and decide, you know what? It's still being the church family, the body of Christ, what he's called us to do, it is still so important. And I think for us, it's so important today. It's, impor it's important for us to decide that we're gonna get on board with what he's doing. It's important for us to be on mission. And so the band's gonna come out on all the campuses and I'm gonna invite the campus pastors up at all of our campuses to lead in this commitment moment.